The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. Over 70% of Southeast Asia's 660 million people don't have access to a bank account, would you believe? That's for me, is an absolutely astounding number in today's uh, tech-savvy world. Now, one company which is hoping to change that is Peppermint Innovation. This company is listed on the ASX. The ASX code is PIL, and I'm joined now by Chris Kane, the Managing Director of Peppermint Innovation. Chris, welcome. It's great to have you with us today. Thanks very much, Oriel. Nice to be here. Now, Chris, you've been in capital markets in one way or another for most of your career. How did you get to where you are today? It is an interesting story, actually. Um, it came about through an association with an old uh, farmer, as a matter of fact, down from the Pinjarra area in Western Australia, who through previous dealings that I'd had with him in a completely separate investment project, which funnily enough, living in Western Australia was focused on mining. Uh, he had had exposure to a technology platform in the Philippines through expat farming networks. And he asked me, uh, given my background, we'd build a good relationship uh, in this other investment uh, opportunity that we worked on. He asked me to go up and have a look at it. And that was way back in March of 2014. Um, that was the first time I visited the Philippines, the first time I visited Manila. Um, and I was introduced to this, this budding uh, mobile app-based technology that was focused on delivering basic mobile banking needs via an app on your phone. So that's the journey. Uh, rather interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's a, what did you think when you got over there the first time around? Look, I was intrigued, very intrigued. I was intrigued by the people. Um, the Filipino people are fantastic. Uh, they really are kind-hearted, uh, kind-natured people. I really liked the delivery of services via a, a mobile app on a phone, and I was staggered by the amount of people that didn't actually operate across the banking infrastructure as you or I in, the, in a developed world country would, would see it. And this solution that was being delivered by this, this group of local Filipinos who had built this technology and had had small success in deploying it within the banking sector in the Philippines was delivering a real solution that was financially inclusive um, and allowing those that didn't have access to uh, any formal banking services to access uh, sort of banking services, at least in a small way that would better their lives. So that was the impetus for me to really take a, a deep dive and take a, a big look at what we could do. So take us through the Bismodo app in the Philippines and, and exactly what it does, Chris. Yeah, sure. So the Bismodo app is actually a, a derivation of the original uh, app that was focused on dealing with the banking infrastructure up there, or if you say, or the banking clients, you might say, banking networks. What the Bismodo app is basically an app that allows those that do not have a bank account or are underserved by uh, banks in the Philippines to access the basic financial services that we have become accustomed to via our own mobile banking app here in Australia. So things like being able to pay a bill direct from a uh, via the app, being able to buy mobile airtime um, or e-load as we call it, being able to arrange for a delivery from an e-commerce site or indeed in a micro sense, being able to apply for a micro enterprise loan or 
alternatively micro-insurance. And when I talk about that, we talk about life insurance, even on a one to three month time frame, which is at some times all they can afford. They can't afford to pay it 12 months in advance like we generally do in the developed world. So the Bismoto ecosystem of services allows those unbanked and underserved Filipino people access to services that we take for granted and it's delivered to them either via someone who acts as an agent using the app on the phone or by them downloading the app from one of the app stores and accessing those services directly. It's a, it's an interesting interesting business model, which I know you're planning on taking across the region, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But you mentioned as to why you started in the Philippines, as in, you know, you're linked to that country. But the Filipino government has also got a lot of initiatives out there at the moment to try and get people more interested in banking. Is that part of the reason why the Philippines is the right place to be now? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, the Central Bank of the Philippines, or the BSP, as the, the acronym is, as like the RBA here in Australia, is very much about financial inclusion. It's very much about effectively bringing uh, visibility to transactions that are taking place. Because in the past, a lot of these transactions, these basic financial services, such as lending money or, or paying bills or whatever the case may be, have all been done in a grey or a black market sense. And the central bank has no visibility on that. Obviously, with our application, which is fully endorsed by uh, the central bank through the fact that we've gained a, a finance license in the Philippines, through the fact that we've gained an electronic money issuer license in the Philippines. Um, there's complete visibility on the transactions that go across the platform. And the big push lately by the Central Bank of the Philippines is what they call digital financial inclusion. So ultimately, what they see is apps like ours are providing a runway for people to operate in a network or in an environment where there is complete visibility and therefore by the, by the central regulator, the Central Bank of the Philippines, but also protection for the consumer um, because we are regulated in the services that we provide to the Filipino people. So in short, to answer your question, the Central Bank of the Philippines, who we've worked with for a number of years, is uh, fully supportive of the financial inclusion vision that we have. Um, and we're fully supportive of their vision as well to be financially inclusive in the services that we offer the Filipino people. So, Chris, you, you talked about your license and the fact you'd been granted a license to operate as an electronic money issuer. What does this actually mean for the lay people amongst us? Effectively, what it means is that Peppermint Bismoto can deliver digital e-wallet services to any Filipino. What that, what that means, an e-wallet is an electronic wallet. An e-wallet um, is akin to an online bank account. That's effectively what it is. So it allows someone to hold a balance of uh, or hold money in that e-wallet on their behalf um, from which they can then use to access electronic services or over-the-counter services or NFC um, services, whatever the case may be. So it significantly expands our reach in the fact that we're able to offer these services to anyone in the Philippines. And it certainly significantly expands our reach to the fact that we're able to offer services now as well to the diaspora, the uh, some 13 million Filipinos that uh, work around the world out of their 
own country. So um, it, it is a great extension of our platform. Uh, it really is a privileged position to be in. The opportunity to apply for an EMI licence is not granted to everyone. It's a three-stage process that you have to go through with the Central Bank of the Philippines. Um, and it is by no means a sure thing that if you apply, you receive. Um, you must provide your business model. You must provide how you'll provide good services to the Filipinos across the country. And you also obviously must provide uh, significant um policies, procedures, security protocols around the platform and effectively how the consumer is going to be protected. All of that process took place last year. We were uh, granted our EMI licence in May of, of this year. Um, we're very much focused on uh, tuning in to the digital financial inclusion policies of the Central Bank of the Philippines. Um, and indeed, uh, we're in a very privileged position because in December of last year, as a matter of fact, the Central Bank of the Philippines did come out and said that there is a moratorium on the granting of any EMIs for a period of two years. So we were already in the application process and therefore able to successfully achieve ours. But it does give us a somewhat uh, specialised position in the Philippines because there isn't that many active electronic money issuer licenses in the Philippines. Now, on, on top of that, which is really exciting news for you, obviously, this year you've just signed a fairly hefty deal with Visa, in fact, an exclusive um, five-year agreement. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. Look, absolutely, and this is something that we have been uh, looking at and trying to achieve for some time. What this means is that we will now have the ability to issue a Visa debit or prepaid card directly linked to a Bizmoto wallet. This was only possible after we received our electronic money issuer license. So again, it gives you an understanding of how important the EMI is to us. Effectively, what this means now is that anybody who owns a Bizmoto wallet or, or enrolls and has a Bizmoto wallet, a Bizmoto user, can elect, hopefully by the first quarter of next year is when we're aiming to go live in our first three key markets being the Philippines, Singapore and Australia with a Bizmoto Visa card, they can push a balance from their Bizmoto wallet to their Visa card and therefore use that Visa card to pay for whatever they choose to pay for. So when you think about it, Visa is obviously a worldwide company, uh, one that we're very well known, known to here in Australia. Visa is a very common word and we know what it does and we know that with a Visa card, you can basically go global. You can use your Visa card across the world. So we're very excited that this Visa card agreement, exclusive five-year agreement, offers significant benefits to us in terms of uh, the assistance we get from Visa, um, the, the fee rebates we'll get on our, on our uh, card issues, and also their global partnerships will really allow us to extend our Bismoto wallet outside of the Philippines. Um, so we're really allowed to extend our Bismoto wallet to effectively pay for anything with a Bismoto Visa card across the globe. So very exciting news for us. What's the timeline here, Chris, to start essentially issuing debit cards but then also adding credit cards into this uh, equation? Yeah, so it's it's our focus is going to be debit and prepaid cards. So we're not interested in issuing credit cards at this stage. So 
we're looking at hopefully launching our first uh, program. Our, our go-to-market will be the Philippines, and that'll be in Q1 of next year. Q1 of next year for debit, credit cards on the horizon somewhere, but not sure when. Yeah, credit cards are something, obviously, that we will assess along the journey. Credit cards, as, it, as the name suggests, means that you will be offering credit facility on that card. You need to understand uh, the people that we cater for at the moment are those that are unbanked or underserved. So part of our journey through our Bismo Pay, our micro-enterprise loan service within the Bismo to Eco system of services is to offer the opportunity for these people to loan money, offer the opportunity for these people obviously to pay that money back and therefore build a credit history. It's very hard for someone to attain a credit card unless they have a credit history. <laughs> so there's a bit of a journey to get to the stage where we'll be issuing credit cards. So right now our focus is Visa prepaid and Visa debit cards. So what that means is if they have a balance, a bit like your bank account, you have a balance on your bank account or on your digital Bismoto wallet, you can transfer that balance to the Visa prepaid or debit, and then you can use that like you'd use a credit card, but it's got a limit on it that's effectively already paid for. You're not paying for things on credit, you're paying for things with money that you already have on the card. Okay. All right. So what about uh, geographic locations? I, I did allude to this earlier, but obviously, you know, we're talking a lot about what you're doing in the Philippines, but you are expanding your foot, foothold across Southeast Asia. Um, where, where to next? Well, what does your geographic expansion look like, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. So as uh, it's really, I suppose, you get a hot, an insight into that with what we'd mentioned in our um, agreement with Visa. So we're looking at Australia, obviously. We are an ASX-listed company, so there's great opportunities here in Australia, uh, particularly for skilled workers coming to Australia, uh, overseas Filipino workers. Same in the Philipp uh, same in Singapore, I should say. So, um, skilled workers going into Singapore out of the Philippines. So, firstly, it's the Philippines, it's Singapore, it's Australia, and we're also exploring quite thoroughly the opportunity to work with strategic partners in the UAE, uh, so the United Arab Emirates, um, and the GCC, which is the greater area of those Gulf states. There's some close to in the vicinity of, of over one and a half million overseas Filipino workers operating across that region. So if we can create interesting products and package those up with strategic partners that allows us to effectively help those OFWs, and in turn those OFWs help their their mums, their dads, their brothers, their sisters, their family and their friends back in the Philippines as they generally do, then that's what we'll be exploring at this stage. Chris, what about funding? What's your funding uh, position like at the moment? We uh, did a raise at the end of uh, last year, as a matter of fact. We've got a cash position in the last quarterly of just over $5 million. So well, we're well, we are well funded. We have a good runway to execute on our plans uh, for the next 12 months. So at this stage, uh, we aren't looking to raise any more funding. However, opportunities do present. Um, there may be opportunities for smart mergers and acquisitions down the line. There may be opportunities for strategic partners to get involved who want to get involved with us, given the fact that now uh, they see the structure we've put in place from a regulatory perspective. They see the opportunities we've got in place with strategic relationships and agreements and partnerships such as that just signed with Visa. So 
you never uh, you never never neglect those uh, advances from people who may want to get involved at some stage uh, in the not too distant future. Talking about the future, um, what will the next six to twelve months look like uh, with you for you, Chris? Because obviously you've had a really busy twelve months just gone. A lot lot of, lots happened in that period of time. Um, do you consolidate here, or are you continuing to expand and innovate? Absolutely continuing to expand and innovate, yes. <laughs> uh, we had a really solid uh, last 12 months and we're going to have an even more solid next 12 months. So we now have the opportunity to execute with specific programs under our EMI. We now have opportunities to execute with specific programs uh, with our Visa card agreement. Um, we now have opportunities to execute with specific strategic uh, relationships in those regions I spoke about to look at how we refine our loan portfolio, our loan products, and look at how we can refine those more to, to help to help people, to help people start their own business with our platform. Our platform is a micro-enterprise platform fundamentally. Bizmoto in the local dialogue, in the local dialogue, it actually means your business. So somebody can become a Bizmoto agent or a Bizmoto user and effectively start to establish a business for themselves by operating across the app and pro- providing service to those uh, customers or friends or whatever the case may be. So we're really looking at how we can take that whole micro-enterprise approach, take the financial inclusion, the financial convenience approach of our Bismoto ecosystem of services, of what we developed there, which is effectively a super app, and take that not only through the Philippines but globally as well. So the next 12 months, uh, yeah, it'll be just as busy as the last and we're really looking forward to it as a matter of fact. Yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, what comes out of your your expansion plans as well. Chris, it's been a real pleasure to have you with us today on the Stock Insiders podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much, Oriel. And that's it. That wraps it up for this edition of Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next time. 